Hey there, podcast listener. Steven here from the podcast you're currently listening to. You ever heard a podcast and think, I can do that? Well, maybe you can, or maybe you can't, or maybe I can help you get started with it. Hosting is the most expensive cost you'll have in a podcast, and that's why Anchor by Spotify is the easiest way to make a podcast. Really, they have everything you need all in one place. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. With Anchor's hosting, you can distribute your podcast to other listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and a whole lot more. And if you think you can do a better job than I, record a podcast right now. There's very low risk involved. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And best of all, Anchor is free. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Welcome to another edition of the Lazy Geeks Podcast. Um, <clears throat> so, first off, before we get into everything, uh, this uh, the day we're recording, uh, Super Bowl Sunday, uh, this news broke, so I'm just going to rush right into read it now. Um, that I have to admit that when I first saw the story posted online about um, earlier today, I chose to overlook it simply because I hoped it was a hoax. Unfortunately, it seems that it is all too true. An amazingly, ta- amazingly talented actor has been taken down way too early. While he already had success at the age of 46, he still had many more performances to dazzle us with. Early Sunday morning, actor Philip Seymour Hoffman was found dead in his apartment in the West Village neighborhood of New York City, according to the Wall Street Journal. The New York Police Department is still investigating, and the Office of the Medical Chief, uh, Chief Medical Examiner is still working on the exact cause of death. While several media outlets are reporting the cause of death to be a drug overdose, it is still unconfirmed at this time. So we will wait until the official cause of death has been released before we post anything about it. Hoffman has an extensive body of work, but many people noticed him after his uh, turn into 2005 as Truman Capote, in which he won an Oscar for nearly 10 years ago. I first came to know him during his performance in 1989's Patch Adams opposite Robin Williams. However, he became huge in his acting scene in Booking Nights. In the acting scene in Boogie Nights, he has a slew of movies waiting to be released um, or uh, waiting to be completed. God's Pocket and A Most Wanted Man are slated to be released sometime this year, while The Hunger Games Mocking um, J Part 1 is already in post-production and the second part of the film is still filming. It's been reported that he has about he had seven days left to complete his scenes, but it's unclear if all the scenes uh, will impact the film at all. Um, he also had a TV series called Happyish in post-production. Um, on the post, which you can read at lazygeeks.com, I posted some of the comments from uh, people on Twitter. But I think Will Wheaton summed it up the most, uh, summed it up the best actually, with "God damn it." Um, I he he's one of those guys that always managed to, for me inspire me in acting and seeing really good acting he could really kind of do anything when he first came out he could have just kind of been the guy that just played the the prick in any movie but you see his turns you see his performances and you know you can just he was always that little stamp of quality to any kind of movie you see oh philip seymour hoffman's in it like oh okay then he's gonna, this is this is going to be pretty good or at least he's going to be pretty good so for me it's Really sad, and if he did go, you know, because of a drug overdose, that's also going to be quite sad. Yeah, it just makes it sadder. Yeah. Mm. All right. Well. Now that we started on a high note. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> uh, yeah, switching uh, switching gears now to um, 
first world problems. Uh, <laughs> mm. um, yeah, we, as probably some of you know, we didn't do a podcast last week. Um, well, one, you were you were feeling under the weather. Yeah, um, last Sunday when we were supposed to record, I was pretty, I was like all nauseous and shit. So I was like, yeah, we ain't gonna do this. <laughs> and that's what I, that's what I tell you, don't masturbate in front of a mirror. But you do it anyway, so. Hey, don't tell me how to live my life. <laughs> you know, it's out of your business. <laughs> <laughs> I told you not to share that with everyone. <laughs> <laughs> and then oh, they already know. <laughs> yeah, I know. They've seen, they've seen your Instagram. No, yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, but like uh, I had all, like you know all this shit at work. We had inventory, which is always so much fun. And we had it on a Thursday night, so you know didn't get out of work till like twelve, twelve thirty on a Thursday night, and then have to turn around and open the next morning. So that was all sorts of eagerly fun, but. Uh, yeah, that shit sucked. So, yeah, last week was a little bit of a, a little bit of a pisser, all the way around. But um, yeah, so we're back this week. Everything should be back on track. Um, although, I don't know how many of you actually watched it, um, but uh, Super Bowl commercials <laughs> debuted today. The what is it like two million dollars for a thirty-second spot or something like something ridiculous like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, so if uh, a couple of movie trailers hit for the first time um, or newer newer trailers, uh, if you go to thelazygeeks.com, you can see I have them highlighted on the on the website. Uh, Captain America, the Winter Soldier gave kind of a little more in-depth story as to what the Winter Soldier piece is going to be all about. Uh, Amazing Spider-Man 2. Actually looks pretty freaking sick. We see a lot of Electro. Yeah, and it it really fucking cemented my excitement for this movie. Jamie Foxx with a really bad comb over. <laughs> it was so funny though because I'm I'm so used to seeing Jamie Foxx like that smooth motherfucker. You know what I mean? That controls right. the room, and he was just so the opposite of that. Like just even in that quick clip, like it was amazing just how much you saw like of how he's gonna carry. Yeah, of yeah. course, then it got to the end and uh, shit got real. But you know, <laughs> I like the fact that they're keeping they uh, they're keeping Peter Parker as a teenager, not like like. Well, that was the thing that kind of bugged me with Sam Raimi's was just that he graduated and went to college in the first film. It looked like, like Sam Raimi wanted to really hurry up and get him to be an adult. Like he didn't want him to be a kid. Yeah, and I think that's and and for a lot of. Especially in the in the comic book series, a lot of his life spent as a teenager and early college student. I think it's kind of cool because if you see, like, especially in the opening monologue when he says, "What do I like most about being Spider-Man? Everything." Because of course, I mean, what seventeen-year-old kid is not gonna like the adulation that he gets from you know people like, "Oh, they love Spider-Man. They mean kids dressing up to be Spider-Man. How badass is that? Who yeah. wouldn't want that?" And then just like the comedy that he has. You know, I I told you before the podcast where he's, what's that all over your face? Oh, it's cleaning the chimney. We don't have a chimney. What? What? (laughs) Uh, But it was it was a pretty pretty big spot and it looks really cool. Um, Another one that Adam is so much um, masturbated to um, a lot was the. Transformers Age of Extinction. Dude, Dinobots, though. <laughs> Dude, I was watching this. I told, uh, I was telling Steve this. I was watching that commercial with my wife because I didn't watch the game. I just went on YouTube and watched all the commercials. Um, and she's <laughs> like, what? What is that? And I'm like, it's a Dinobot. And she's like, it doesn't make any sense. Like, it didn't back then, and it doesn't need to now. <laughs> it doesn't have to make sense. It's the Dinobots. It's fucking Transformers riding robotic dinosaurs. It's historically <laughs> That's right. <laughs> it's historically accurate. That's, that's what, what happened. happened. That's what happened. <laughs> I mean, that's what my textbook said in school. I know, right? I mean, I, we all remember reading that in our textbooks about the Dinobots. <laughs> <laughs> When's the Beast Movies War coming up? Or the, the Beast Wars movie, dude? <laughs> oh, jeez. Oh, man. But, yeah, you know, so those were pretty cool. Um, 
there were some commercials that were a lot of them were kind of misses this year. Uh, there were a couple of uh, a couple of good ones. One of mine that I liked was the the chick that basically quit a GoDaddy commercial with John Turturro, where the, the girl with the puppets quits on television. Yeah, that was funny. <laughs> that or was... the um, that Radio Shack commercial. Dude, that shit was hilarious. That was that was probably the best commercial. And then the um. That one commercial that proved that Tim uh, Tim Tebow was the only Broncos quarterback that was doing anything <laughs> during the Super Bowl. Any of anything worth noting during the Super Bowl? Uh, the UN was saving children. <laughs> Doctor. Yeah. <laughs> and then you hear back to the game. Oh fuck it, <laughs> uh, man! That yeah, that uh, that Radio Shack commercial. The '80s called. They want their store back. It's always that song, dude. <laughs> Ever since the 21st century hit, these mm-hmm. ad execs in the probably in their early 20s, they write, "Oh, what was the 80s like?" I think this song was playing 24 they, hours a day. They have it all queued up on their iPod or their iPhone. <laughs> <laughs> but it was hilarious, like Kid in Play. I mean, mm-hmm. you had Kid in Play and Teen Wolf. For me, that sold it right there. <laughs> It was like, oh my god, it's fucking get in play, and then Teen Wolf. You're like done, and then Dorian uh, at the end dude. with Alf's head out yeah. the window. Go 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 go! I just recently saw Elf. Um, speaking of the '80s, I think it was. I forget what airline it was, but it, I saw it on YouTube, and it was a uh, like a safety video they made, and the whole thing was in the '80s. <laughs> like everyone was dressed like the 80s and it was like make sure you put all electronic devices away you see a dude playing that old fucking like techmo bowl fucking game and shit <laughs> and then uh the wi-fi like it said all planes are equipped with uh wi-fi when the wire when the wi-fi light is lit and you see the light lit and it shows two people and they just look at each other confused like i don't know what that is <laughs> <laughs> and elf was on the plane <laughs> when they were showing um like, you know, you're supposed to put your mask on first before you help the kid. Right. He was the kid. <laughs> of course. And he's just like, he doesn't even speak. He just nods his head like, thanks, man. Like, that kind of shit. I'm like, oh, Because my then God. they don't have to pay the actor any money. <laughs> exactly. They just have to pay for the puppet. <laughs> That's funny. Oh, man. Um, for, uh, for those of you that... Uh, I, I, the reason why I'm doing this... And, and Adam, Adam ridiculed me for not knowing who I am anymore. Um, I actually purchased uh, Sherlock episodes um, through my PSN account. And Are they on Netflix? Not the new ones. Uh, the new ones just came out on PBS the same the same weekend. This tonight's the final the final episode, and um, and uh, so I decided to purchase them. And download them on PSN. The reason I don't like PBS is because I did this once where I acquired one of the earlier seasons when it aired. And then I watched the PBS version. And the PBS version cuts out some shit for their fucking give us money bullshit. And I don't like that. (laughs) So it's like, you know what? I'm going to pay the six bucks and download this and then download and have it on my PSN. And, uh, so it's it's actually been pretty cool. If you haven't, if you want to own it, I mean, to be honest, the only things you're, I mean, you're going to get some commentaries on the DVD. I'm actually thinking of just doing that. And then eventually whenever I get a PS4 or my PlayStation Vita, you know, log into my account and share that motherfucker on all of them. What? Yeah. What? Yeah. What? <laughs> How long is this going to, oh, okay, we're done. Yeah. I'm going to end it now. So we can, it'll be an hour and a half of us going, what? Yeah. What? Oh, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Sherlock um, is definitely a show that's worth the money. I'll tell you that much right now. Oh yeah. And I need to. Um, you need to catch up on the motherfucker. I've seen the first episode. <laughs> wow. Because they're so long. <laughs> they're good, but it's like it's a real time investment. <laughs> it's a movie. Each yeah, episode like... is a movie. Oh Jesus Christ. <laughs> so. If you've listened to the podcast before, which I'm sure you have, um, 
I've been in this constant battle of wits with myself um, on what my next phone's going to be. Tax returns coming up. Got my taxes done on the 30th because I don't fuck around. All right. I love I, I love when you do your taxes so early that when you do them, it says, OK, so we're going to keep these <laughs> and then file them when the government is ready for them. So that's right, bitches. I ain't ready for me. Oh, yeah, because it's what, like, like close to Valentine's Day or something like that. 31st. They take them on the 31st. Oh, OK. But if you, you can file them early. But, like, I did it through TurboTax. Oh, right. Buddy so. Of mine. so TurboTax will hold it for you. And and they send you an email and say, we hold it. And then you get another email that says, been sent. And then you get another email that says, it's been processed. Like, the IRS is like, hey, thanks. Now yeah. I'm going to take all your shit. So, <laughs> um, See all this money you thought you were getting? So I settled on the Note 3. And I was, t- I was telling uh, Steve... So and Steve knows me enough to probably he probably figured I had already done this anyway, but I I, I made a graph. Um, I was down to three phones, and I had um, I actually had pictures of each phone, you know, and uh, all the specs. And then I put um, what were the what were the three phones? The note. It was the it was the Note three, the HTC One Max, that fucking giant one, mm-hmm. um, and the. Uh, the Lumia 1570, I think. The big, I want a big phone, but the big, uh, the big Windows phone. Oh. Those are the three that I narrowed it down to. So I, I didn't write positives because those are obvious, you know. So I just <laughs> the wrote specs themselves yeah. are the positives. I just wrote uh, negatives. So, you know, the the HTC One Max got. Um, Maybe too big, because that's what she said, you know. <laughs> um, no, it's a fucking six-inch phone, dude. It's, it's a little too much, you know. And yeah. I've actually seen that one, because my, my wife's husband has that phone. Um, also, I don't... I, it's an HTC phone. That was a negative right there. Right. Um, and then on to the Windows one, I said... Um, Windows platform still can't do a few things that I want to do, like geeky shit. You right. know, like VPN into my computer and <laughs> silly shit like that. <laughs> Um, and then the only negative that was on the the uh, the oh shit the note was that the stylus is on the right side and I'm left-handed. <laughs> so please, <laughs> yeah, like that's so stupid, you know. So I was like, okay. And the, the good thing with the Note Three is the Note Three was on. It's actually on my carrier, <laughs> so I don't have to switch carriers. Um, Verizon big pimpin so that's that you know no so, three so it's official no three bitches i'm sorry until the next podcast so i've been rethinking so like i, I did another graph <laughs> and <laughs> this time a pie chart i did a real-time chart <laughs> i actually hired some analysts and what we've worked out <laughs> We field tested this, and 35% said uh, the Note 3 was a good choice. International uh, <laughs> international numbers have come in. And, dude, if I had... It's, okay, it's everybody, tough. if you want Adam to get the Note, just do, um, hit him up on Twitter, uh, TLG, um, Adam Riley, and go hashtag fucking buy the Note. Yeah, fucking buy the Note. That's the hashtag. Um, honestly, it's probably best that I'm poor. Because if I had unlimited resources, I would do shit like that. <laughs> I'm fucking so crazy when it comes to shit like that. Anyway. Um, so my wife's a fucking pimp, basically, is what I'm trying to say. So, like I said, tax returns coming in. And I'm getting some shit. One thing I'm getting upgrade is my damn desk. Because I'm on a little-ass student desk. I literally have no desk space. It's covered with my computer, keyboard, mouse, and monitor. There's no space. <laughs> so um, I'm getting this one, and it's a simple one, but it's bigger. It's uh, it's at Ikea, and it's um, it has like a – it's like – I guess like it looks like a bookshelf, and it's probably like up to my shoulders. I'm six feet tall. Um, but it's just like squares, like square shelves inside. You know how Ikea is, like simple shit. And then off of that, you have a uh, a desk, which is just – it's like ha- almost half a desk, and it connects to that, mm-hmm. and then it comes off, and then there's the legs for that side. 
And it's all flat, and it's sturdy. I sat in it at the thing. Perfect size. So I'm like, cool, I got these little shelves right here. I can put my shit up and put some, my little Harley Quinn statue and shit, you know. So my wife goes, well, I want to start playing games with you more often on the computer. I'm like, okay. She's like, so maybe we can, you know, build another computer for me. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, okay. And then, and then she goes, and then I would need a desk, huh? She's like, wow. Oh, well, she goes, well, we'll just get another one of these add-ons and then put it on the other side. And then it would be like one big desk with the bookshelf thing separating in the middle. And I go, I don't, I don't know what to say at all i don't i don't even know i love you i don't know <laughs> so she not only does she want me to do that but she wants me to build another computer but she thinks she thinks she might want a laptop which is a little lamer but still <laughs> so yeah now i'm in this epic quest to find an mmo for us to play but she keeps mentioning world of warcraft so i kind of feel it's probably going to be fucking world of warcraft i just don't want to pay for two accounts every month I was trying to look for a free one. Yeah, but you, like, know, you know, it's going to come down to that one. Yeah, but I, I don't know. <laughs> it is what it is. It is what it is. It is what it is. I, I, honestly, when she first was talking about the desk, I thought it was a trick. Like, I was looking at it like, <laughs> that picture, that Kevin Hart picture I got on the show notes right now, that was my book. I'm like, oh, oh no. Like, <laughs> what's really going on? Right. <laughs> oh, man. So... Um, as you know, a, uh, a segment that we bring on, we brought onto the show like two, two or three weeks ago. It's making its return again. It's called the section is called "Take My Money." Take it, take it. So, say up. That's what it sounded like. <laughs> at a London press conference. By the way, this comes from Polygon. Uh, at a London press conference today, which was Friday. Uh, Sony announced. Oh no, it's the Thursday. Sony announced plans to release a slim version of the PlayStation Vita to the UK on February 7th. Suggested retail price of 180 pounds. The PS Vita PCH 2000 series features a redesigned system that is 20% slimmer and 15% lighter than the current models. Likewise, the new release will replace the existing PS Vita <coughs> models. Uh, with older models set to run their course before being removed from retail. Uh, the slimmer model will include a high-definition 5-inch LCD screen, allows up to 6 hours of gameplay, and replaces the earlier proprietary charging cable with a micro-USB cable. Sony released the same system in Japan in October of last year. The newly announced PlayStation Vita will be available for pre-order starting today. Uh, this was on Thursday. Sony made no official announcement regarding the um, North American release, telling Polygon that each region will deal with the PS Vita individually. Uh, now, I actually, I don't know why, I, for one reason or another, I still can't figure out why I, I referenced that one instead of my actual article, <coughs> because I actually put the specs, more specs in it. Yeah, your article was more precise and well yeah. thought out. Yeah, I thought so. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, with the five um, the five inch LCD screen, and comes with a built in one gigabyte memory card, and the battery life has been extended by one hour for the six hours of gameplay. Um, I, this is going to be take my money when it comes out here. It's going to be take my money. I'm surprised they didn't release it out here first. They usually do. Well, that was the thing. Is like originally it was they Sony had planned for it to just be released in the in Japan, but then a lot of uh, of um, Western uh, countries were like, oh, "What?" Because you and I, I think you and I talked about it when they yeah. released it over there, and then we were. Well, that's like, why that's why it's coming to other markets. Yeah, and, and we, about it. yeah, and we were yeah because we talked about it and they listened to us because <laughs> um, right. they're like, "Oh shit, okay, we pissed some people off." Yeah. Um, but uh, listen, I'm about to buy a Honda Pilot. Okay, I'm kind of a big deal. <laughs> <laughs> and a 21st century Honda Pilot, by the way. <laughs> but uh, it, yeah, so it, it's kind of like they were really surprised by the reaction from, uh, you know, like Europe and, and North America by saying, you, what, you're not releasing it here? Why not? And it just, I mean, they got away from that OM LED screen. 
to go with an LCD screen, plus the fact that it's 20% lighter and thinner. It's going to make, and not to say that the original PS Vita wasn't, you know, wasn't a good size. I mean, it just was a little bulkier than the PSP. But now I like the fact that it's going to come built in with a one gigabyte memory card. Um, I'm I'm so getting that. Yeah. And it's supposed to be, and it's supposed to be an array of colors too. So that'll be cool. But I know me, I'll probably either get the silver or the black. I'm gonna get that green one. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yeah, that's 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 part of our take my money. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. So when it's when it gets announced here, you best be I'll be pre ordering that motherfucker. I don't pre order I don't pre order a lot of shit like that, like consoles or anything like that. But that'll be one of them. I'm buying two. <laughs> one for each hand? That's right. Yeah. So I can watch a movie and I can play a game. That's right. Because that screen is too damn crisp. <laughs> actually, I heard the new one. The screen is actually not as good as the old one. <laughs> By like a little bit. Yeah. But, you know, whatever. The old one is, is fucking... I think the biggest improvement is the non-proprietary charging port. Yeah. I think it's going to be a big deal. Ace in the fucking hole right there. Seriously. I hate proprietary mm. charging ports. <laughs> the bane of my existence at work. <laughs> All right. I think it's time we head into some news. I think we fucked around long enough. No. <laughs> no, we can fuck around some more. <laughs> All right. Into uh, TV and movie news this week. I've been giving this upcoming Batman Superman movie a chance. But the latest bit of casting has me a bit of uh, in a bit of a pickle. On Friday... Warner Brothers announced, finally announced the latest round of casting that has been spe- been speculating over the last few months. While names like Joaquin Phoenix and Brian Cranston are making their way on the internet, we have our new Lex Luthor, folks. Jesse Eisenberg has been cast as the famed villain from all those Superman comics. Buried in the announcement was Jeremy Irons as Alfred, which seems like an okay decision, but after Michael Caine, it'll be a hard act to follow. Quote, uh, quote, quote, Steen. Uh, Lex Luthor is often considered the most notorious of Superman rivals, his unsavory reputation preceding him since the 1940s, Snyder said in a Warner Brothers announcement of the castings today. Uh, What's great about Lex is that he exists beyond the confines of the stereotypical nefarious villain. He is complicated and sophisticated character whose intellect, wealth, and prominent position – as one of the few mortals able to challenge the incredible might of Superman. Having Jesse in the role allows us to explore that interesting dynamic and also takes a chance in some new and unexpected directions. As for Irons, uh, as everyone knows, Alfred is Bruce Wayne's most trusted friend, ally, and mentor, a noble guardian and father figure. He is an absolutely crucial element in the intricate infrastructure that allows Bruce Wayne to transform himself into Batman, Snyder says. It is an honor to have such an amazingly seasoned and gifted actor as Jeremy taking on the important role of the man who mentors and guides the the guarded and nearly impervious facade that encapsulates Bruce Wayne. Wow, how long did he go through that thesaurus? Um, <laughs> the oh, internet. Through these pages. I know. Uh, what's another word for cool? <laughs> um, the internet has already begun seeing nerd backlash over the casting. I have to say for myself, it seems like an an odd bit of casting. I know Eisenberg can act, and how he will come off as being um, the antagonist of Superman. I'm sure he will do okay. But what happens? what happens with many good actors when they start chewing up the scenery in these kind of movies. So, um, I don't know. Um, I mean, you kind of are like, whatever. No, I mean like the Alfred casting. I'm kind of like, I don't know. Like, I, I, I don't know about that to be honest. You know, the yeah. guy they cast is a good actor, but i never would have thought of him as a, a British butler. So <laughs> we'll see where they're going with that. Um, Eisenberg, though, I mean, I, I I really like him. Like, I really think he's a good actor. And I think, honestly, even though he wasn't a bad guy in it, but the, the Facebook movie he did, 
um, I think kind of proves for me that he can do it just because he can play that cold, calculated asshole. Right. You know, and, and sure, he doesn't I, – I never care if people look the part as long as they can play the part. And I think comic book fans should be like that anyway because your shit's redrawn every time someone comes on, on the scene. And little things are changed and all types of stuff like that. So who gives a fuck, you know, what they look like? I just want to make sure they can do the part, you know. And and it's really all in the director's hand. Like, what is he going to do to the part? (laughs) (laughs) You know, so, I mean, Lex Luthor is, is, if you really think about it, Lex Luthor is a pretty generic enemy. He has some depth to him only because he was one of the first to be like that. But there's been a million fucking unlimited money evil dudes that right. try to take over the world all the time you yeah. know so i don't think that's going to be too hard the alfred character though i think that one is what people are really worried about because that's like a really beloved character yeah when you have actors like um alfred goth who um or our God, i can't remember the actor that played um the butler in the original batman movies mm-hmm. and michael kane both had a nurturing aspect to them they're very, they they had that soft side to them jeremy iron seems very rigid very tough guy very tough like so he'd flick a cigarette butt at this motherfucker exactly if yeah. he, you know bruce wayne's acting a little bitchy take a cigarette and like put it out on his fucking forehead <laughs> you know man up could be in a fucking bit. your parents <laughs> died get the fuck over it you know? <laughs> he, he, does. he looks like, like that kind of dude they died like two hours ago get over it already come on Jesus christ <laughs> You still got to clean your fucking room. Yeah. I could be in a bitch. <laughs> Damn. But yeah, so yeah, I'm not sure. And as far as Jesse Eisenberg, I don't know. I mean, I'm just, I guess for me, like, it's not necessarily the the idea of like, um, look the part or something like that. I, I think to me, it's a little more of like, he looks a little young, mm. you know, so yeah, I'm not they'll, sure. they'll fix that in post. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they'll always fix it in post. We'll I just wanted to use the technical term. <laughs> sound, sound cool. We'll fix it in post. Which they always say that. We'll fix it in post. We'll fix it in post. No, you won't. No, you won't. You, you won't. You, you won't. <laughs> We've seen Hercules in New York. You won't fix it in post. <laughs> I honestly think post is actually a myth and that never happens. Oh, whatever, yeah. Whatever, you know. Post just means after. Yeah. So they're just saying we'll fix it after. It's trying to make it technical. Anyway, <laughs> news from CW's upcoming Flash series keeps pouring in with recent, recently learning that Jesse L. Martin will take up the role as Detective West not too long ago. What? Now, I'm just kidding. What? <laughs> I didn't know that shit. Spoilers, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> now we know of two new characters slated for the series, and they are both big hints towards uh, possible villains for the show. Um, the Vampire Diaries' uh, Rick Cosnet will take on the role of Eddie Thawne, um, or Thwain, sorry, um, a detective that has recently transferred to Central City. Uh, Danielle Panabaker from Necessary Roughness will be playing um, Kathleen, Kathleen Snow, a bioengineer that recently lost her fiancé to an explosion in the Star Labs. For those not... Um, two up on Flash villains. Eddie Eddie Fane oh, Jesus Eddie Fane rings a few bells with Eobert Eobert Thane from the comic. I don't know how to say his first, say his first name and you know, fuck it, I don't care. Uh, better known as Professor Zoom or Reverse Flash. Um, Caitlin Snow is actually the real name of Killer Frost in the newer canon that DC has created because they made a, they made Killer Frost a chick. Um, this series may pan out if they keep adding classic villains like this. Um, it will. It probably will pan out, but the thing is, as you can see with these casting choices, it's definitely a CW show. Yeah, a lot of a lot of like pretty people. Everything has to be sexy. Yeah, type of shit. You know, like I I turn on the CW and it's like even people that are supposed to be ugly are nines. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like what what. Not a very good depiction of the real world, but that's okay, right? You know, so we'll we'll see how that. Sh- I I really don't have high hopes for. It. I didn't like Smallville. Um, I haven't really seen Arrow. 
I've seen a few episodes, and it, while it was okay, it still had that, that lazy writing CW feel, yeah. you know, where everything's a catchphrase, and, you know, it's, that's fine in the comic books, man, but it's just, it's big time now. Hey, okay. hey, it's no original Flash TV series. Oh my god, so awesome. I know, right? Wasn't he perfect for, like, The Flash? Yes. <laughs> Flash! And if you... <laughs> and if you and if you yeah wrong flash uh if you guys don't know what we're talking about one what's wrong with you yeah i mean this you call yourself a comic book fan get your shit together That's seriously all I'm saying. yeah i mean we're just keeping it real here uh <laughs> jesus <laughs> shit's about to get shit's about to go wrong um no but you, you, you it only lasted like a season or maybe even half a season i don't know but uh it was uh it was actually a really really cool show. I mean it was limited obviously by the graphics, but I thought it it actually added a certain je ne sais quoi. Exactly. Mm. I don't know what to it, you know. But uh but yeah, that was that was a great show and it was on, I think it was CBS or something like that that had it before and now it's CW so everybody's going to look all pretty. All pretty like. <laughs> mhm. Mhm. <laughs> the CW, the pedophile channel, is really what it should be called. <laughs> I don't know, dude. I mean, it's it's just funny to me. There's another show. It's not even on CW, but it does the same thing. That show, uh, Pretty Little Liars. Oh yeah. You you turn that That's show. That's on, on ABC Family. Yeah, you turn that show on, and you're literally like, did like the Victoria's Secret model but tour bus break down, and these bitches <laughs> just moved in? It's like the yeah, end like, of Dumb and Dumber. Like those, those chicks, Hawaiian those tropic chicks, girls, dude. Those chicks are so hot; it's painful to watch. Yeah. Like you're like, oh god, ow, ah, it hurt me right in the testicles. <laughs> yeah, it's like Jesus. I gotta stop wearing jeans when I watch this. <laughs> you start crying. <laughs> <sighs> All right, now going on into a gaming news. Oh, yeah. So, this shouldn't come as a shock to anyone, but it may surprise some people just how quickly it happened. Anyone that purchased a console since the release of the original PlayStation 2, you know there's always going to be a slim version of the console. With that being said, it usually does, <laughs> it usually isn't for a couple of years or so that, but the, so the question, the, this begs the question of, what's up? According to NeoGAF, it seems that Microsoft is planning to release a 399 version of the console later in 2014. Many sites like CVG, The Verge, and others have waited for some confirmation before they ran with it. While some sites have credited trusted publishing partners, have verified that a new Xbox One SKU will be coming out that is cheaper than the current 499 version. Now, some sites are suggesting that it could be a version without an optical disk drive, would make it more of a downloadable console, which would rule out discs entirely, and that doesn't that does seem to be a viable option. But this is me thinking out of the box, but there could be a version that will be without the Kinect. I know Microsoft said that the Kinect is a viable part of the console, but that could have been said for launch purposes. Remember the PlayStation 4 came out a hundred bucks cheaper after they removed the camera from their um, from being included. It was interesting. It will be interesting to see what Microsoft is planning if they plan to reveal a connectless Xbox One. This could be a good thing for them. However, I doubt it will come without an optical disk drive. Then again, we could all be wrong, and they may be releasing this generation's version of the Xbox Arcade. <laughs> I was taking a drink, and I still wanted to be dramatic. Um, <laughs> I, I like the no connected. It's like the connect's a vital part of the console until it's not. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's a vital part of the console until we decide it isn't anymore. Yeah. Because it's not a vital part of the console. Yeah. It was a vital part to the concept that they were trying to sell us on. Right. But the console will run just fine with just a controller. Yeah. Yeah, it's... Ugh. Just get a PS4. Just yeah. save yourself the headache. I know, because like I look, I thought I read that, and I was like, huh. But then I started researching a little bit more, and it, you know, and I'm like, going three ninety nine. I go, it doesn't seem like they'd be a slim because they wouldn't be able to, to, you know, because you know when they do the slim is because they are able to do the same technology but smaller and cheaper. But well, um, also too, if they made a if they made a slim, 
um, a slim like this year, I'd be like, okay, Apple, like calm down. You yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So for me, it has to be either a um, a connectless, which could be could be. I I kind of think that might be the more that might That's be the what more makes sense. Yeah, it makes sense. But then again, it is Microsoft, so it could just simply be an arcade version. I mean, the arcade version would be dope too. Like like honestly, if if the arcade version had no disk drive and a slightly bigger hard drive, then maybe throw a terabyte in that bitch. Wouldn't cost too much more. Right. You know, I'd be down with that. Like, yeah. I'd buy that. Yeah. Fuck it. You know, I don't like discs anyway. I got kids and fucking scratch that shit up. Piss me off. Yeah. Or they just yeah. fuck up your hard drive and there you go. Yeah, but then that's under warranty, so I don't really give a shit. That's why you get that GSP on it, homie. <laughs> Best Buy. <laughs> um... Moving right along. Best Buy, bitches. Best Buy. Best Buy, baby. Best Buy, baby, baby, baby. <laughs> so we're, we're all we're gonna feel old. Fuck okay. you! I never well, feel old. <laughs> some MMO gamers here are gonna feel old, especially if they're still playing this game and haven't taken any breaks. <laughs> and I know a few. Um, World of Warcraft uh, has been around since 2004, um, so it's 10 year anniversary time. Since its inception, the game has seen 500 million characters created by 100 million players. And this new infographic uh, that we have on the LazyGeeks.com would like to take the time to brag about all of Blizzard's success. There's a lot of information on this image. Um, and I'm just going to go through it, because that's really all I did on the uh, thing. So I'm not going to read everything. Go Thank look God. it up yourself. <laughs> oh, Jesus. So... A hundred million uh, players over the lifetime of the game. Uh, that's equal to two times the population of South Korea or the population of Germany, Belarus, and Sweden combined. Motherfucker. That's crazy. Hmm. Those are small countries, though. <laughs> um, the game's in 244 countries and territories. Uh, Nine million guilds have been created. There's 500 million characters created in WoW. 316 million are in the U.S. Because we keeps it real. Let's skip down, skip down, skip down. That dude looked a little drunk. What is that? <laughs> oh, 1.8 million uh, in daily trades. Daily trades in the auction house. That's, of course, in-game gold. That's not, you know, shekels or something. Um, I don't know why I said shekels. I don't know. So, uh, <laughs> WoW, WoW or Warcraft is searched for 50 million times a year in Google. It's got 5.2 million likes on Facebook and 408,000 followers on Twitter. That actually seems small. The Twitter follower thing. Just saying. You know, like, it just seemed a little small. Just, I don't know. It's a, it's a little more interesting when you read it. Because <laughs> there's, <laughs> there's pictures and shit. Yeah, graphs and, you know. But no, it was just I, I caught up to the story and I was like, it's pretty interesting to me. Um, the game's been out that long and it's still the reigning champion by a huge lead for MMOs. It's still six. I mean, it doesn't have it doesn't have the twelve, thirteen million playing like it used to. But six million is nothing to laugh about. No, I mean when you get when you get six million, it's like no, it's still pretty heavy. Yeah, it's 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 pretty dope. Like. I like how you use the word heavy because it reminded me of the Radio Shack commercial. <laughs> so, just saying. Um, but that's it. That's all I wanted to say. Just World of Warcraft, 10-year anniversary. Doesn't look like they're doing anything special in-game, or at least they haven't announced it yet. And with 6 million players, they don't really have to. Yeah. So, I know there's a new expansion coming out this year, uh, which is going to add player housing, which I'm really, really probably going to start playing again because <laughs> i love player housing i like that stupid shit you know um so yeah you know word word to your mother you know <laughs> all right well on to comic news real comic news Ooh. <laughs> how dare you 
You notice how both movie news is for com- technically comic news, really? It's <laughs> kind of funny. Uh, when Dr. Octopus took over the body of Peter Parker and began the reign of superior Spider-Man, Marvel was sure to um, release some supporting titles based on that comic. Now, we know that Peter Parker will be t- returning to his body, and some concern emerged over the solidly selling title, The Superior Foes of Spider-Man. In an interview with Nick Spencer at CBM, Spencer revealed that everyone has um, has been too worried over nothing. When Parker returns behind the mask in April, the life of the foes will continue on. Quote, yes, it's, it was really nice because we ran to um, the solicit for issue number 12, which the entire internet told us would never, ever happen. Spencer laughed. It it was a bit of a milestone for us. I can go ahead and reveal that when the book um, started, we were told that we had 12 issues. To get to go beyond that is a huge victory for the book, and a testament to the fan response and the very kind reviews and all the great year-end lists that we managed that managed to mention us. Uh, so we're not done yet. We're still around, and the bottom line is we definitely have time to, needed to tell the story that we set out to tell. In fact, we got to build build it out a bit more. That's the good news. While Spencer admits that the book was never destined to be a blockbuster, he says that the very devoted following we've attracted has managed to keep us alive thus far. So all you guys that have been picking up the book, there is life past issue 12, so you can sleep easy tonight. And you're welcome. Thank God. Yeah. I know. I know you've been worried about it. I was going to be tossing and turning, really. Yeah. I know, because, you know, I know, I know how, how much it, it takes out of you, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Now, this story is a comic story, so <laughs> F you, right? <laughs> it really isn't. I, I mean, it's, it's a comic book character, but it's another movie story, but I thought it was interesting. So, for those that don't like the recent casting choice of Wonder Woman, you're going to have to get used to it. Gail Gadot, get it. I always want to say Gidget. I don't know why. Um, Gil Gadot has been signed for three films as the Amazonian princess. During a recent interview with Good Evening with Gaia Pines, a popular entertainment show in Israel, uh, Gadot mentioned she was signed to play the character in the upcoming Batman vs. Superman, Justice League, and a third unannounced film. Um, interesting, interestingly enough, or wait, interesting, what? That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> it's interesting how much they paid the actress actress, actress. For, her, for her role in <laughs> Batman versus Superman. I was up really early today, so you know whatever. Um, the studio shelled out a whopping three hundred thousand uh, dollars for her for the Batman Superman film, which isn't really that much. Um, but of course, this figure will go up if the film turns out to be a success. Uh, it was also mentioned that Gadot yeah, will be shooting the Man of Steel sequel in May which accounts for the third film she was signed on for. Um, personally, I think she's a good fit for the modern renditions of Wonder Woman, the Wonder Woman character, but I'm not, I'm not one to get hung up on nostalgia. A lot of people feel she isn't the right body type for the role, but honestly, that can always be changed by a few trips to the gym and in post, as we've already, <laughs> I was about to say, as we've already spoke about. Um, about we'll fix it in post. Yeah. Uh, while all have, we'll all have to wait to see how she pans out, but for better or for worse, she's in it for the long haul. Um, I don't know. I think the more I look at her, especially in the face, that's that's like a good Wonder Woman face, I think. Yeah. But she is ex- ex- incredibly skinny. She is extremely thin. She just doesn't look strong. That's the problem. Yeah. Um, I think f- facially she has that – I mean she is you know, Israeli, but she has that exotic enough look that fits. It's not a Jennifer Garner kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, She's not a girl next door. Yeah, um, which is okay for my room, but not necessarily for mm-hmm. a comic movie. Um, but uh, I think she – you know, she'll have to bulk up. I mean look at Tobey Maguire. He got fucking cut. He dude. got cut for bat for super Spider Man. You know. And look at um, look at the dude that played Captain America. I mean, he was really skinny in the beginning mm-hmm. of the movie. Yeah, I mean, you know? he, was fit, he was fit, but like <laughs> because they changed it in post. You understand? <laughs> but technically, they would have changed that in pre. <laughs> yeah, I know. Call that, so. But 
yeah, I mean, uh, you know, like, but Chris, but to, to your point, Chris Evans was was pretty much just was fit but not cut like Captain America should be. And uh, and yeah, if you course, remember Chris Evans from um, the Fantastic Four movie, right? He was he was fit. You know, I'm not taking anything away from the dude, but compare that to Captain America. Captain America, that motherfucker is like. Right. Perfect. Like, <laughs> like he's literally Captain America. Like every know? guy in the world goes sucks them in the gut when they yeah. see him without his shirt on. You know, he turns me on a little bit. Yeah, you know, I, yeah exactly. I, I have to keep it honest. Yeah, I mean, I gotta admit, it was just like a oh hey, hey, <laughs> hey now. I need to use the restroom real quick. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, <laughs> oh the shield, the shield. <laughs> By the way, should should we change your? Tr- by the way, should we change your Twitter handle to uh, DJ Enzyme? DJ Enzyme. I put, I posted <laughs> a uh, I, <laughs> I posted a meme on Facebook that had me laughing hard. It says if I was a DJ, my DJ name would be DJ Enzyme because I'm always breaking it down. <laughs> Ooh. Oh, dude. Oh my god. <laughs> and then it has like a picture of this ultra geeky dude behind some turntables. <laughs> Oh my god, that shit's hilarious. Just keep it real. Of course, of course you are. <laughs> all right, going on into tech news. Well, we got all you people into our um, <laughs> into our uh, Chris Evans masturbatory fantasies. Um, evolution comes for many reasons: when technology moves at the speed of light, or when you lose a legal case. The latter is the reason for Microsoft changing its cloud storage name from SkyDrive, which is a result of a trademark case with British Sky Broadcasting Group. On Monday, Microsoft teased the new name of their service, OneDrive. They registered OneDrive.com, and the company even released a promotional video on YouTube announcing the name, the new name, which you can see on thelazygeeks.com. According to The Verge, Microsoft says the name change will take place soon, and that the service, quote, will continue to operate as you expect and all your content will be available on OneDrive and OneDrive for Businesses, respectively, as the new name is rolled out across the portfolio. Changing the name of a product as loved as SkyDrive wasn't easy, admits Microsoft Ryan Gavin. We are excited about what is to come and can't wait to share more. Some of you may think this is sudden, but it's been going on for about six months now. I understand why they want... they. Um, went for the name SkyDrive, give the illusion of the cloud technology that it was employing, but OneDrive has a better feel for it um, as to give it one place to store all your important stuff. Well, let's see if it catches on like its predecessor did. Um, honestly, I think they're just going to change the name yeah. and everything's going to be the same, but uh, it pisses me off because SkyDrive is now in my lexicon. Yeah. Um, well, it's on my SkyDrive like I can get it off my SkyDrive real quick. Right. So now I have to start saying OneDrive because it's gonna bug me if I keep saying Sky. I'm not one of those people who go, ah, fuck it, I'll just keep calling it SkyDrive. No, that's not what it's called anymore. So now I have to call it OneDrive. <laughs> it's gonna be SkyDrive, then it's gonna be that that fucking thing, you know, that 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 shit, and then it'll be OneDrive. <laughs> yeah. Microsoft's fucking thing. That's what it's gonna be for like a month. <laughs> yeah, Microsoft's fucking thing. <laughs> <laughs> OneDrive. You know, it's it's actually kind of good for them because OneDrive makes it sound like you only need one. Right. I do have 38 and a half gigs <laughs> on SkyDrive slash OneDrive, so I really only use that one. But, you know, baseball. Baseball. <laughs> this is a weird podcast. I feel it has a weird vibe. <laughs> Just a little bit. I think everyone's a little loopy. <laughs> Everyone. All Fuck two you. Of yeah. <laughs> Speaking of Microsoft, um, trading in an old console to get a new one isn't a new idea. Uh, just right now, you can head down to a local GameStop or game store or EB, whatever else is around the world. Um, for instance, for, with an Xbox 360 or PS3 and grab yourself about 70 bucks in store credit, depending on the model. Um, Microsoft decided to go one step further and offer a $100 credit uh, at their Microsoft stores towards a new Xbox One. So it has to be towards a new Xbox One. Keep that in mind. Um, if you trade... <laughs> yes, yes. They, should, they tra- should give me money to trade in for PlayStation 4. 
word. Uh, <laughs> if you trade in your old Xbox 360S, Xbox 360E, or even a PS3, I don't know which version of the PS3, but I'm assuming the two latest slims, probably. The only catch, which really shouldn't be a surprise, is they will only accept your old console if it works. What? And, and warns that supplies are limited. Uh, this is a, I don't know why supplies of the Xbox One are limited. You're just not making enough then. <laughs> um, this is another push for the Xbox One, which, while not doing poorly, um, has some stiff competition this go-around. Uh, Microsoft says the promotion ends on March 2nd or while supplies last. So March 2nd. Um, when asked if they would be accepting Wii U consoles as well, <laughs> uh, Microsoft said, quote, this promotion is part of the Recycle for Rewards program, and it's focused on the PlayStation 3 and Xbox 360. In other words, they want consoles people will actually buy. <laughs> um, and also, so, okay, Microsoft, this isn't in the article, but I just saw this. Microsoft put a, a you know, a little ad, simple, green square, and it says, ditch your PS3, get $100 credit, blah, 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 blah. Of course, Sony has to, like, nah, bitches. <laughs> right. stealing us. They come up very simple blue uh, square, and it says, um, "It says keep your PS3 and save a hundred dollars, and also buy a PS4." <laughs> <laughs> so, um, and when you do the math in your head, you you eventually just you're spending the same amount of money, but you get two consoles right. <laughs> instead of one. Um, it's 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 interesting to me only because. Um, I get what Microsoft's trying to do, and I actually think it's cool of them to say, we'll accept your PS3. Right. Because they could have very easily said, no, it's a Microsoft store, fuck you. You, you bring in your own Xbox. But no, we'll take, what are they going to do with the PS3? Right. They, they're not going to sell it in the Microsoft store. So that's pretty cool of them. Well, they're just the, going to, all they're going to do is they're going to burn them in a pile like the Nazis did the books at, um, in yeah. Germany. Fahrenheit. Yeah. Uh, what was it, Fahrenheit? Fahrenheit 451. 411 or something yeah, like yeah. that. But um, I, I think it's cool of them, but also that little ad did your PS3. It's like, you guys are asking for it. Sony's been killing you on all these fucking ads. Like, just don't even do it. <laughs> like, just just say... I think Sony, like... Because that's always been the thing. Like, the Japanese com- com- um, companies always would be very reserved and respectful. That was a very Japanese thing. They, they wouldn't... And American companies would be like, everybody sucks but me. Right. Fucking beast mode, you know? I, I see Sony kind of breaking through their shell a little bit <laughs> over the console wars. Like, they, they were taking some jabs. And they were still respectable jabs. They weren't going, like, fucking the Xbox. I fucked uh, the CEO of Microsoft's mom. <laughs> you know, it wasn't stupid like that. You know? But I, I like the, uh, this is how you share, this is how you share games with your friends on the PS3. And they just hand it to the dude. They're you all smiles. You see it. Sony go like, go like, you know what? Keep your keep your uh, PlayStation Three and buy and play, uh, buy a PlayStation Four. By the way, Microsoft threw my back out humping your mom last night. <laughs> <laughs> it would be real funny if Sony was like, uh, unfortunately, we are not able to offer the same trade-in uh, values uh, for the PS4 as Microsoft is doing with the Xbox One because we don't want to go out of business taking in a bunch of shit we can't sell. <laughs> <laughs> so there's that hashtag you know. go fuck yourself <laughs> hashtag beast mode <laughs> hashtag uh japan wins <laughs> oh jesus i just i just think it's funny man that is kind of funny I mean, the, yeah, pro, the yeah, promo was cool though the promo was cool but yeah when i when i after you said that i thought about it for a second i'm like oh yeah huh because then it's selling it for 100 bucks cheaper which is what the playstation 4 is selling for yeah. so essentially so, it's, you're not really saving any money exactly if you absolutely want an xbox one and you have an old xbox or you have an old ps3 by all means man run to the nearest Microsoft store and get, and get it because it's dope because you, you're getting about 30 bucks more than you would at a uh, GameStop. Oh, yeah. Um, but <laughs> if you're on the fence, like is, this isn't going to deter anyone from getting a PS4 because you're just making it the same price. Right. <laughs> you know, and honestly, while the PS4 takes benefit of being a hundred dollars cheaper, that's really not make or break. It's not the it's not the hundred dollars off that's making people buy a PS4. That's true. It's other shit. Yeah. It being superior in almost any way. 
<laughs> and we, we've we've also we've also already stated that the real winner here isn't Microsoft nor Sony. It's AMD because yeah. they're making that shit for both sides. They're like Russia. They're selling. They're selling. <laughs> they're arms dealers. Everyone. Yeah. <laughs> they're arms dealers. Let each other blow each other out of the water, and then they supply the winner. Uh, yeah. These two are at war, but uh, I'm making it rain all day. <laughs> AMD is a rap video right now. Yeah. <laughs> Bitches dancing, throwing money up in the air. I got 99 problems, but selling processors ain't one. You understand what I'm talking about? <laughs> Dude. Oh, man. All right. As we do each and every week, we find the company, person, or entity that does something that simply reeks of douchebaggery. And this, and they become the Lazy Geeks douchebag of the week. Dun, 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 dun. And I'm going to read this because this is my article. <laughs> A lot of backpedaling today. Remember back in the day... Um, when you had bikes that they had foot brakes and you couldn't you couldn't pedal backwards well ea is on a mountain bike my friend because they're fucking <laughs> they're in full reverse um recently a quote from an anonymous ea developer uh said and i quote nintendo was dead to us quickly that's all it said it's hardcore right <laughs> Uh, shortly after the Wii U was failing to live up to what Nintendo hoped, now Electronic Arts COO Peter Moore says not to put much into anonymous quotes. He says, quote, Don't trust anonymous sources. Nintendo's a great partner. Moore said t- today on, or a, a few <laughs> weeks ago now, on Twitter, uh, they never have been and never will be dead to EA. I know where I, as the CEO, C, I always want to say CEO, hmm. as the COO, and my company stands C-O-O. on... Oh, 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 face. And my company stands on this relationship, despite the comments of your anonymous source. <laughs> He's so like a dick in that. Um, EA had a few launch titles out when the Wii U was released, with Mass Effect 3, which was already out, FIFA 13, again... Need for Speed Most Wanted again, and Madden NFL 13. So all their launch titles were either rehashes or already out, so keep that in mind. Um, But currently doesn't have any Wii U games in development. This has led some to believe EA has given up on the console since the support for the original Wii was throughout the lifespan with a total of 75 games. Nintendo's Wii U just can't seem to gain any traction, with Nintendo cutting sales forecast for the console by 69%, gearing up to report a loss for the third year in a row. If EA was going to show some support, now (laughs) would be the time. Um, EA's such a fucking douchebag. Look, it's not the backpedaling. I get it. You know, it's damage control. You know, this dude dude got caught shooting his mouth off. COO's got to come up, and he's got to be like, hey, you know what? No. But the problem is, is he can't back up anything he's fucking saying. Yeah. All their launch titles, they have no exclusive launch titles for one. If they're really supporting, they would have exclusive launch titles. Their biggest launch title, I don't count sports games. Because sports games come out for everything but your fucking toaster. That that doesn't count. Oh, no, the the new ones do. (laughs) The new ones come out for your toaster. They're on my toaster. I was playing some Madden on that shit earlier. (laughs) Um... Mass Effect 3 is like their biggest one and that's that was out months before. Yeah. It's it's like the Batman Arkham City. It, it, it's just the version for the Wii U. That doesn't count. It, right. You just ported it. It's not that big of a deal. And that's it. They haven't made any game games and EA is a huge if they're the biggest publisher, aren't they? Yeah. Is it them or Activision? No, EA's the No, biggest EA's publisher. the biggest yeah, one. EA's yeah. giant. So they have games that they can put on the Wii U. They've given up on the Wii U. Let's be honest. So it's it's almost the Nintendo was dead to us quickly was a slap in the face, but his bullshit apology is like a punch to the throat. Oh fuck yeah, dude. Yeah, it's just like come on, guys. Yeah. No, I yeah, I totally, I totally agree with that. I mean, the fact that he would say something like, "Oh well, no, they're not dead to us, but they are." Um, <laughs> you know, it's kind of like, um, what are you, what are you guys, what are you guys doing? Like there's, um, certain, there's certain companies we don't like to work with, and I don't want to name it Nintendo. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah, because the the whole thing about it is that they they come off as being like, oh no, they're not dead to us. We you know we like they're a valuable partnership. However, they're not something we want to keep. You know, a, a good partnership with. It's like we haven't made anything 
new, and when we talk about anything new, we mean, you know, anything that wasn't a rehash of something else. I think I think the problem with Nintendo is that Nintendo kind of sucks now, but the industry doesn't know what to do because it's still Nintendo. So they're like, I don't want to say they suck, right? Because I don't. But we're not. We're supposed to like them, right? Yeah. But <laughs> but they do kind of suck. <laughs> so yeah, what do we do? Well, EA though, if there's one uh, Nintendo product they shine on, it's the 3D 3DS. They right. definitely have a lot of 3DS games out, and they don't want to piss Nintendo off too much. But then on the flip side of the coin, Nintendo's in no position to tell EA to fuck off. Right. And EA could be like, you know what, Nintendo, I wouldn't even spit on Nintendo if they were on fire. And Nintendo just has to smile and fucking nod, because there's really nothing they can do. Mm-hmm. Because they make EA makes most of their fucking games. EA makes most of everyone's games. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> it's EA, you know? But um, And the sports franchises alone. You know, so oh, yeah. it's, it's, uh, I don't know. It's just such a fucking backhanded apology. Like, oh yeah, it totally is. And you know that they're just doing this just simply to save face. But then how long did it take for this bullshit apology to come out? The Nintendo was dead to us quickly was like the middle of the fucking year. Right. When that happened, I think. Or like September. And then fucking, I think it was like the end of September. Now he just does this shit in like the middle of January. Like, what are we doing, dude? Yeah. You know, like, did you just notice he had been <laughs> on Twitter in a while or what? It's like, yeah, it's like, oh, I haven't been on my MySpace page in a while. <laughs> oh, shit. Let's fire up this Friendster page and see. <laughs> Come on, dude. I know. <laughs> this Friendster page. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's totally, it's just, it's such a... It is really a backhanded. He honestly should have just left it alone because I forgot that was even said. Yeah. You know, because it's like when it was first said, this is the thing. This is the real shit. And now I'm going to leave it alone. But some random anonymous person said Nintendo was dead to us quickly. That's easy to dismiss. It's just one dude's fucking opinion. Nobody cares. It's at the moment. It's fun to write about it and be like, ah, fucking Nintendo, you know? Right. But it was easily forgotten. But now that the COO of the fucking company has to address it, it makes it more real. Like it, it's like, oh wait, I remember that now, and now it has a valid point because yeah. he's talking about yeah, it. Yeah, because now he 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 gave it validation by addressing it. He should have just never said shit. Yeah, he could have just left it alone and say, well, it's anonymous source. We don't make comments on anonymous sources. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, but. He chose not to, and he chose to let it go, and that's what happens. Now it becomes a thing. Now it's a thing. Now, now it's, it's out there. Now, now it's out there. there. Now it's out there throbbing. Yeah. Wait, sorry. Throbbing. Yeah. <laughs> with bated breath. <laughs> Pulsating with bated breath. <laughs> All right. Well, that is it for another edition of the Lazy Geeks Podcast. Remember, we're thinking so you don't have to. So until next week, a peace out. This has been a production of the Lazy Geeks Network, available only at thelazygeeks.com.